this is my hobby now. I, I seek for uh, out-of-print Warhammer miniatures. <laughs> you probably know this voice. Guys, you might be wondering, what kind of jackass rolls out wearing a lion sweater and carrying a doom hammer? The quick, easy answer to that is, this kind of jackass. I'm exactly that kind of jackass today. Alliance, horde! You can shout out if you want. Guys, today, we celebrate as one. Today, you will be honored as one. Because today, you find out what your new expansion is. I want you to open your hearts and your minds to what comes next. You are about to get a glimpse into the future. In September 2016, Chris Metzen, then head of story and franchise development at Blizzard Entertainment, announced he would be retiring from the company. This took gamers and longtime Blizzard fans by complete surprise, but as it turns out, it's not always easy to see the reasons why your creative heroes move on to new things. I'm Scott Johnson, and today I have a special interview with Chris Metzen. Here we are a few months after the fact, and I wanted to give him a chance to talk about it in his own words. If you came to this interview expecting a bunch of leaked Blizzard secrets, I'm sorry to tell you that you're not going to get that. But what you will get is some real insight into the processes that Chris and people like Chris use at Blizzard to get work done, the kind of work ethic it requires to be there, and what it means to spend 23 years straight and then retire. It's a very personal interview, and we get to see a side of Chris that you probably don't hear about a lot. I hope you guys enjoy it. I sure did. So here it is, my conversation with Chris Metzen. When's the last time I saw you? It was uh, BlizzCon, BlizzCon last, last year. year, and then we talked on the phone just before the retirement, that's right. and then that's it. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, a lot of, lot of living. Ladies and gents, I'm here with a good friend and someone you guys all know and have been looking forward to hearing from, I think, uh, for the last couple of weeks. I would like to introduce uh, here on the show today, Mr. Chris Metzen. Chris, what's going on? Hey, what's happening? Hey, man. Nice and relaxed. Look at you, father and the little baby, and... Uh, <laughs> Taking some time out and, you know, retirement and all of that. How's, how's things been treating you since uh, we last spoke? The last time you and I talked was just before the big announcement. And here you are a couple months later. Uh, I interrupted you trying to find Warhammer 40K out of print figures online, which is... Oh, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> who would do that? Who would buy those online? Um, yeah, man. No, things are, things are really good. Um, it's, been, uh, it's been a really crazy year. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways and in other ways um uh it's it's weird how schizophrenic it is in some ways it's been the craziest year of my life and in other ways kind of the quietest yeah um so yeah just just thoroughly enjoying um this era you know this window of my life um i've never had 
um, I imagine this is most people, you know, just a, an extended period of time just to chill, you know, and, um, not just relax, but, um, just be able to breathe and contemplate, you know, without chasing down your day to day rhythm and, you know, going to work in and out of work and Mm -hmm. juggling all the things that people juggle. Um, it's been amazing to have taken a step back and, um, just, um, decompress, you Mm -hmm. know, so it's, it's been good. I think, uh, not working agrees with me greatly. <laughs> well, you sound super relaxed. You sound like a guy who's, um, I don't know, got to reset a bit. And yeah. every, a lot of people talk about, oh, yeah, Chris Metzen, 23 straight years at Blizzard. And and uh, not just that, but so much of the focus of the outside on Chris and who he is and what he says and and his creations and the, the things he's had his hands in. That is an intense uh 23 straight 365 day periods of time and um i have to imagine after that much intensity and that much uh and you so many things you've witnessed there in in terms of growth and and uh change and Uh explosive growth in some ways because you know sometimes you guys had a tendency to be so ahead of the curve and making things so much better than anybody else that things just would roll and yeah. before you knew it, it was the hottest thing ever. And now you're left with, oh, no, how do we how do, how how do, do we, we manage proceed? this? Yeah. How do yeah. we maintain how do we this? It? Exactly. And, you, and, and to come off of that must just be like a weird, big, heavy, full-chested sigh in a lot of ways. It, it is. And I think it's in ways that I, I can't even really register or compute yet. Um, you know, it, it, what do I know? You know, I'm, I'm going to be 43 here in um, a couple weeks. And, you know, so what do I know about life? What have I learned? Um, I don't know. Not all that much. At the end of the day, I, I spent so many years running real hot and real fast and, you know, chasing this, this dream that I had. Um, and also trying to be a good, you know, a good soldier, a good officer, um, for this, you know, company I was with, mm-hmm. you know, you take a step back from all that, the rhythm of it, the identity of it, the reality of it all, the pace of it all. Um, and, and I've been very, uh, thoughtful, um, you know, the past number of months, um, I actually, while I announced my retirement, I think it was, um, the middle of September there, mm-hmm. um, I hadn't been into work, um, for a number of months before that, um, and had, um, you know, just a few touch points in there. Um, so I've had a lot of time <laughs> to think about things and kind of collate, um, and while, you know, I don't know, I, don't know much more than the other, you know, average bear. Um, it has been a wonderful gift to be able to kind of relax and get out of the kind of cycle I had been in for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, um, feel human, you know, um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I wrote the letter, um, you know, at the point that I retired and, um, you know, the, the two big things I wanted to communicate were, you know, that blizzard all those years, you know, it, it absolutely been, you know, my family and, um, it was just my great joy, you know, to have been there all that time. And, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity. And then the other point being, you know, my, you know, my family, family, you know, um, this, this group of people that's, uh, you know, four other people now, um, with the baby dropping in, um, you know, and just this, this sense of like, I, I really want more time with them. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I, I pull back and I'm just entirely thankful, um, and, you know, I know it's a miracle. Not a lot of people get to, 
you know, step back out of their rhythm and, and, you know, get to make a choice about, you know, how they want life to go. You know, like often, you know, we, we, we have to work, we have to, you know, grind it out oftentimes, you know, and doing things we don't always, you know, necessarily want to be doing. Um, it's very rare that people get to do what they love, mm. you know, as a vocation. Um, and so I'm just very thankful. I guess I'm kind of meandering a little bit, but, um, it's made me this, this whole transition has made me very thoughtful, um, about life and what's important. Um, and, um, just giving me a, a much deeper appreciation, not only for blizzard and the miracle of it, um, but just for the far simpler things, you know, just being home with my kids and my wife and, um, I'm a happy dude. Do you find, um, so a transition like that can cause, uh, I mean, let me put it this way to find that center or to find that new place where you've got that time with your family, you've got that time with cat and the kids and you can spend, uh, time pursuing things that maybe had to take a back seat a little bit during some of those crazier years. Uh-huh. Do you think after now gone through that, do you think sometimes it, when people are looking for that level of change that they have to go through a bit of a right. gauntlet there? Like that it right. has to be really hard. It has right. to be anxiety inducing. Like right. all those things matter to the end result. Um, interesting that you use that word, um, anxiety. Um, uh, Screw it. I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what my experience has been over the past year. Um, <clears throat> I may r- ramble a bit um, as I get through it, but ultimately it wasn't just um, leaving Blizzard was uh, an incredibly difficult thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd been there since essentially I was a kid. You know, I think I was like 19 when I got hired. And it was my whole life, you know, it was my identity. Um, and it was in many ways all consuming. Um, and it allowed me, you know, to kind of realize all the dreams I had and aspirations I had, um, you know, when I was a kid and it was just incredible. Um, but there, you know, can be a a cost sometimes to running that hard. Um, and, I guess the, the truth of my experience was, I think, um, I can't tell time anymore. Maybe it's three years ago. <laughs> um, when, um, you know, the, you know, we, we've, we've reported, um, not the details, uh, but the, you know, the broad reality of kind of what had happened with, uh, you know, the Titan project, um, mm-hmm. that we were engaged in. Sure. And we haven't shared a lot of details about it, um, and how things went left. Um, and, and I'm, I'm not going to either other than to say, um, you know, Titan going south um, was the result of a, a number of years um, that we had spent on it. And without giving too many details away, um, those were very frustrating years for me, um, not just because of Titan itself, but it was a contributor. And I think for a lot of us, um, you know, on the dev team and, uh, you know, we had we had re- reported before we just, you know, we couldn't pull it together. We couldn't, you know, agree or move forward in, in bold fashion. <laughs> And I think um, during those years, I burned out really hard. Um, and this is like over three years ago. And I think in my heart, um, I needed a change in my life. I wanted to slow down. I wanted to um, just not carry the, the weight of it all um, and um, the, the expectation of it all anymore. Um, but 
you know, when you've been at a company like Blizzard as long as I have, you know, it's it's almost I think about Shawshank Redemption and, you know, I'm, I'm an institutional man now. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a Blizzard guy, you know, like like through and through. Sure. I, I love that place. I love the people. And how terrifying a thought that, like, I, I think I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was wrestling with, well, what are you talking about, kid? This is the perfect <laughs> – you love your the work. Mm-hmm. Um, you love the people. Um, you love this identity. Um, you, you love the, the people that you get to tap into, you know, that, you know, meeting, actually meeting other gamers at BlizzCons and things like that. It was just such a, a joy and an honor. What, are the, what a dichotomy a, that must be to, to have those two different, um, different sort of emotional yeah, things. Like it made yeah. me feel That's schizophrenic, crazy. you know, because sure. then there's this horrible thought under the surface of it all, which is um, I, I kind of need it to stop. I've got nothing left. Um, and I'm losing, you know, I'm losing myself in it. Um, and what came with that was, um, you know, just a, a, a tremendous amount of, of stress and, and fear, certainly fear. You know, you're worried about failure. You're worried about letting all these people down. Um, what if the, whatever the next game is, whatever the next project is, what if it isn't, you know, perfect? What if people just hate it. What if I, through course of action, I dishonor the, the company or I dishonor myself through not performing well enough, blah, 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 blah. Right. Looking back now, I see that I had, I had kind of fallen into a trap, which is kind of this cycle of performance. Um, and just below the surface of that is um, at some level, I think since I was a younger man, I, I just had this desperate need for validation, you know, which I think a, a lot of people feel um, but maybe I had it acutely, you know, as an artist, you know, you're just so desperate for people to ultimately, I think it's just, just to be seen mm-hmm. and, and in that way, understood and validated in a way. I think that's any artist really. Well, your um, art, your art is often a representation of, of, you know, in a lot of cases, almost your very soul. And when, yeah. and when, when you put that out there, there's a real vulnerability to that. Oh, I totally God. get you know, that. And I, yeah. and I, I'm the kind of person that wears his heart on his sleeve and, you know, I, it, it, it was just such a strange trip all those years. And, and ultimately to have clarity on that, that kind of loop of, you know, kind of needing for validation, performance validation. And now you have expectation. Mm-hmm to perform again, performance, validation, expectation, performance, validation. It's kind of vicious loop um, that I didn't realize I had been in for a very, very long time. And in, in a way in, inside me, it's like, it doesn't matter if your game's a hit. It doesn't matter if people love this or love this, you're never safe. You have to outdo it the next time. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like this train you can't get off. Um, and you know, I, I think that can happen to people. I think it happens for, um, I, I hate this term, but you know, high, you know, performer type people, especially in entertainment, you just start to just kind of grind it out. It doesn't mean you don't have passion in your work, but there's kind of always this underlying fear that drives you to move faster and bolder and, you know, um, trying to exert more and more control over your work, you know, which is also its own, you know, can be its own trap or the illusion of control. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just, I got real wound up and, I didn't see the amount of tension it was putting on my system, on my body, you know, on my mind. Cause when you live with a certain rhythm for so long, it's just, it's all, you know, you know, you mm-hmm. can't see outside of it. And so what had happened about three years ago as, as Titan got shut off is I was just at my, you know, I was at a very low place and 
just very frustrated and uncertain that I wanted to keep doing it. Um, but desperately in love, you know, it's almost like a relationship. You're, you're like, ah, oh, you know, this, this person's, you know, my whole world, you know, how do you, you know, how do you walk away from something that gives you security in that way? Even if it ain't all that good. Right. Um, but you know, something everybody has to deal with at some point or another. And, um, what happened at the time was, you know, that the company really internally kind of took a hit, you know, your morale was kind of low. We, we didn't know what was going to happen. What, what, you know, is there a cost to be paid that this giant game, you know, isn't, isn't going to happen. And it was around that time that, you know, Jeff Kaplan, um, and, uh, our, our kind of leadership group, you know, really had to have that, um, a, a very sober discussion about like, well, guys, what's next? What do we do next? And we knew that, it was so important for us to pick ourselves back up and pull together um, in a way that we could not have pulled together before and um, make good on the company's faith in us. You know, so we conjured the Overwatch idea. And at that time, I, I had I didn't know how much I had left in the tank mm -hmm. um, to be, you know, a creative director, a creative leader, you know, summon, summon the hooks, get everybody fired up, keep them held together and, you know hold the torch up, you know? Um, and in, I guess in my mind, I had romanticized it as, you know, one last charge at the wall. Um, let's do this thing. And what motivated me was, um, you know, love for my friends and, and love for Blizzard, you know, like I'm, I'm going to give this one last thing and, um, and then we'll see, then we'll reassess, you know, hopefully it works and we can put a, a awesome video game out. Um, and, and then I'll reassess, but I felt overwhelmingly like, um, my friends needed me. Um, and Blizzard needed me. Um, and that's a very powerful, um, emotion to me. Um, you know, I want to, I want to do right, you know, by my people. Um, sure. And, um, by extension, I suppose that means everyone else out there, like I, what you guys did with, um, however those pieces were picked up, however they were assembled and however Overwatch found its place. Um, there's a personalness to it. There's a, speaking just as a player and an avid uh you know lover of the world that was created with overwatch there is a uh an attention to uh, to detail and to care about these characters that i don't think anybody outside expected from it, uh, from a shooter my right. my guess is that stuff has deeper roots and goes much further places than we'll ever know about totally um, it's, there's there's a lot of love in it um yeah. you and can that feel it you can feel reflexive it. of our our love for each other and um, our want to do well for each other. You know, Titan was so heartbreaking in many ways. Like we, you know, the only way forward was to lift each other up and pull together in a way, you know, um, and be vulnerable with each other. And, and um, in so many ways, that's what shot Titan down is, is maybe too many people protecting their own visions and their own instincts for what it should be when there was so much expectation on it. And I think it was a group of people that just stopped communicating um, and, and stopped developing and chasing ideas for the sheer joy of doing it together, which had served us so well on everything else we'd ever built. Yeah. Um, I think it got a little, we just, we fractured. And so the whole point of Overwatch in terms of being leaders of a development team was to break that with a hammer and do it a new way um, and kind of go old school and, and do it for each other. And that was as true the day we decided to do it as it was the day it went out um, to the public. And um, it, I look back now and just overwatch was such a gift to get to, you know, one last great charge at the wall. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and to get to be part of that with that crew um, was just such an amazing gift and a blessing. Um, and it showed me a lot about that team um, and the other teams at Blizzard in terms of reminding us again of, of where we are strongest. And um, it just gave me so much joy to be able to build it. Now, the fact that it went out and did well and people responded to it or whatever is just the icing on the cake. Mm. Um, but what I will remember when I'm 80, if I make it that long, is the joy of getting to build it with that team mm. and what that felt like to pull each other up again. Mm. Um, and that's the thematic of Overwatch, right? Like a group that was shattered is, is slowly pulling itself back together. A um, little older, a little wiser. Um, that's that's always kind of been the the underlying theme. You seem to do that a little bit across the board um, to the history of the projects at Blizzard. It always feels like there's a little bit of Metzen and his oh life in these games. And I realize we're talking about very complicated themes, many, many characters. They're all yeah. going different places, doing yeah. different things. Jane has got some ideas. Thrall's got some ideas. Everybody's got ideas. But they're all, there always seems to be just a little bit of Metzen blood and all that stuff. Is there's that, a, do you, yeah, believe, there's, do you there's, believe that? Like, is that something, cause we all say it, but does Chris Metzen believe that? Oh yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's undeniable. You know, it's, it's, um, um, there's a lot of me in those stories, um, across all those worlds. Um, and you know, yeah, I knew it at the time. Like sometimes I chase an idea and only months or years later, I look back and go, Oh God, that's holy cow. That's what I was processing at the time. And, yeah. and in that way, it's, it's a, the art, is this cathartic experience that that in some way helps me gain perspective on on my life through these you know um, fictional contrivances, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I, mean, I even um, noticed things- other other times I'm much clearer um, on where a hook is coming from. You know, I'm going through something at the time, and mm-hmm. um, you know, um, I, I, so sometimes it's very clear and deliberate, and sometimes it's not, and it surprises me later. Um, but but in both scenarios, my my hope over time is that I was still respectful of the worlds in such a way that it it certainly wasn't all about me um, and not oh, not too much me, such that you know the other developers and storytellers um, felt disenfranchised or that it's it's just too much Chris going on, guys. This is ridiculous, you know. <laughs> um, that hopefully reasonable people would dr- pull me back. Um, um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of me. I think in those, in those stories over time. And I think that just goes back to my wiring and how, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a super sensitive um, person, which doesn't mean if you call me names, I'll break down. I'm just, uh, you know, it's like my, my system is super sensitive. To, sure. Sure. You're, you're catching you know, nuances. You're hearing things others aren't hearing. Yeah. Like seeing it's, it's something really in weird face, emotionally sure, and just, sure. just physically, you know, to sensation and things. I got a really weird peaked mm-hmm. system. Um, and, um, you know, so so while we were working on Overwatch all that time, I it, you know while it was a, a blessing and a joy, um, I didn't really understand um, just how burned out I was. I think in general, <laughs> or more to the point, how empty my tanks had become. Yeah. And I'm I'm super proud of the creative work I did in Overwatch. There was clearly still some fuel left in the tank, um, and I love the work I got to do with those guys. In in particular, the the, the shorts. Um, I just had longed for years um, to be able to do, you know, cinematic content that was, um, you know, freestanding, mm-hmm. uh, you know, solo stories. You know, so that's oh god, was just the funnest set of ideas to get to chase. But you know, over the arc of time, um, you know, I started developing um, 
I started having panic attacks um, mm. left and right um, and just nonstop anxiety. Um, and for, you know, I think over the past, um, I, again, I can't tell time, but let's say two, you know, a year and a half, two years before I finally um, you know, retired, I think I had been having panic attacks all the time, but I didn't know what they were. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I would chalk things up to um, I'm having allergic reaction. You know, we, Pat and I would go on dates to go to a movie and like almost all the time I would start panicking in the middle of a movie. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm allergic to popcorn all of a sudden or maybe I'm – and it's the stupidest things that would, would trigger, um, you know, so I'd run to the, you know um, – you know, you know, urgent care and, you know, get a breathing treatment. Like, yeah, my lungs are stopping, you know, and they're mm-hmm. like, dude, there's nothing wrong with you, man. You know, and I'm like, God, it keeps happening. Man. So in a lot of really weird ways, I, I never would have thought it was panic. Sure. Um, sure. But, um, um, I gotta, t- I gotta tell you real quick, I'm having a really big deja vu here because this is, this is absolutely <laughs> something I've had to deal with perhaps for different, uh, you know, different reasons or whatever. Also stuff that came in my late thirties also started Crazy. around around then also created the sense of like doom for no reason. Crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. really like bad. Irrational, yeah. It's, it's, and you, and you wonder, dude, you know, is it, you know, obviously sometimes there's very obvious things that, that can, you know, that, that a person's worried about that can set you off. But I think in, you know, I had many of those, but I, I, many fears, I guess, um, that I didn't realize were there under the surface that I had been carrying a long time, you know, fear of failure, fear of, um, some people call it these days imposter syndrome, you know, that, um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really not as good at, at my proficiencies as, as people think. And I'm, I, I know I'm just going to fail. I'm going to let them all down and I'm going to fail the team. And, uh, how will I live with myself? You know, I, I just would go through this stuff over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think I had a lot of fears, um, that I wasn't looking at. Um, and I think it's hard for everybody to look at their fears. Maybe it's, Maybe sometimes it's particularly hard for for men, and maybe men our age, because you're you're supposed to just handle it. You're supposed to be right. invulnerable and immortal, and you know, be able to handle all sorts of stress and things. And you know, I wasn't trained to be able to look at fear. <laughs> you know, like you know, as we not you know, growing up, it's like you know, you, you gotta rub some you, dirt in pretend, it. You gotta yeah, brush yourself off and get back into the mix, right? Sure. That's my 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 wiring is just to bring it. Right. But I think I had been doing that for so long. That's why my tanks had, had run dry. And um, around the f- beginning of, of, of 2016, um, we had all these things in play. The movie's coming out. You know, Overwatch is coming out. Um, you know, will, you know, our animated shorts work? Um, you know, because we were, you know, new technologies. And, you know, you know, that department, we weren't sure how they would wind up. And, you know, um, all these things were hedging you know will legion work you know will people come back you know and Mm -hmm. play wow and Mm -hmm. just uh and we had and by the way totally uh on a on another front you know we we, cat and i had a baby coming yeah yeah um and i you know you know gonna be 43 you know know, on the back of my head i'm overjoyed that this kid's on the way but in the back of my head i'm like i'm so i wouldn't have admitted this to myself at the time i'm so burned out like oh god how how will I do well for this kid? Sure. You know, sure. do I have it in me to just be ever present and, and do a good job in, in raising this, this little girl. And it's a, primor- um, and, it's a and primordial fear, man. It's just like, yeah, this dude, deep you know, thing. It, yeah. it, and the, and just the sheer change of when a child comes into the home, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, will my, will my, will my kids be okay? You know, with the transition and, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, how will Kat and I do? It's like, it's all the normal fears that people have when a, when a rugrat's on the way and in the mix of it all, um, you know, I, my body just started to go nutso, you know, I started to, to have, you know, this anxiety and this panic and, um, it, it started to become, um, and I finally realized what it was, you know, I went to, you know, finally, finally, you know, went to see a professional and the doctor's like, yeah, dude, you're, you're messed up. Um, and as I began to walk it through in my head, you know, um, and it was supremely difficult. Um, the horrible thought was, I think I just need to stop. Mm. Um, I think as much as I love everything we're working on at the job and all these amazing, it's like these arrows that we had fired years before. We're finally about to hit the bullseye of the movie, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, Legion, Overwatch, all these things were just about to be done and yeah. come out. Um, the terrible thought was I, I need to stop. Can I, mm. is it ethical to do so? My friends need me, right? You know, it's almost like this weird, um, forgive me for saying it, but almost like this weird Messiah complex, you know, mm-hmm. not that I think all that much of myself, but I, I think part of my, you know, sickness was like, Oh, they, they need me. Mm-hmm. I got to get in. It was really way more about me and feeling, you know, again, that sense of performance and that sense of, um, self-worth you know that that i'm 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 this leader you know and i i help hold it all together and did we did we hurt or help you as as audience when we would see you on stage at blizzcon or in a cool jacket at a at a, at a panel oh god I, I wouldn't put it like hurt or help um it was definitely <laughs> part of it um yeah. you know I, I i think i told this to you before I, i've always been how would i put it man there is a part of me that um i i'm actually I'm I'm a very actually very different guy than that guy. Mm-hmm. Although that guy is not being fake to you, I'm actually kind of introverted, um, um, and homey. You know, I, I like I like to be home. I, I like to be yeah. in the familiar. I like to be comfortable. Um, I don't go out a lot. Um, I, I don't have a whole lot of friends outside of Blizzard after all these years. But I'm doing much better about that these days, actually reaching out to people, I have, I have more energy to do so, mm-hmm. but I'm a homebody. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the most boring cats you've ever met. <laughs> um, I just love being home with my family and nerding out and hanging out. Right, um, right. and so once a year there's this convention, right? Where everyone's just geeked out of their minds and, um, you know, um, for, for BlizzCon and events like that, I can turn it on, you know, that there is also a part of me that can come out, you know, of the box and really enjoys, truly enjoys interacting with people and just talking and, and relating and, um, telling stories and, and, you know, you know, like up on the stage at BlizzCon, like, like story time, right? Like, uh, you know, with, whether it was Pandaria or Legion or whatever, oh God, there's a part of me that just loves getting up there and playing Pied Piper, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and setting the stage for what the audience is about to see and geeking out over lore. That's absolutely a part of me too, but I, I don't, that's not the core of me. Mm-hmm. And so when you go to things like BlizzCon and, and people are, you know, p- people will stand in line and get your autograph and they just want to shake your hand and say, Hey, and just, it, you know, through me in a way they're connecting to just Blizzard in general. You know, I, like I, I, I was one of the faces, mm-hmm. you know, that was recognizable. And um, so there's a part of that that's, humbling and overwhelming and, and such a blessing and, and to, to receive that kind of love from people is so amazing. 
Um, and those are some of my fondest memories of BlizzCon. That's really what it's about. It isn't about the games, you know, we were schlocking necessarily at any given year. It was about all those people that would come and jamming with them and making them feel like they're in our living room for a weekend and, you know, we're all in it together. And, sure. But I think, you know, when Monday morning comes around um, and I've had this weekend, right, where, you know, every minute of that weekend I'm treated like, you know, this rock star you know, it it always behooved me on Monday to remember like, hey, dude, you know, you're you're not, you know, you're this quiet dude from La Habra. They got lucky to get this job in the first place. Um, remember, you're those kids. You know, when I go to Comic-Con and Stan Lee walks by, I, you know, I, I freak out, you know, or Joss Whedon or, um, you know, it was always on me to remember um, I'm, I'm not remotely as cool as that might look um, or as nerdy as I look. Mm. Um and I think that kept me pretty grounded. Um, it's also, you know, Blizzard, you know, the Blizzard culture, and I've helped shape this over time, it doesn't brook that kind of shit either. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you get too big for your britches, you're no use to anybody, um, mm-hmm. is, is my thinking. Um, and so I always tried to be very responsible with that kind of bifurcation of my, you know, um, of my gears, I guess. Um, sure. Because cause at work... I'm a little more that guy. I'm very outgoing. I'm super social. And that's how I'm able to push ideas and, and rally consensus and, and get people moving. Um, cause I can sell, you know, I'm like a third generation salesman. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so there is a, a part of that, 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 you know, is really a part of me, but I th- also think that that's the part of me that, that maybe burned out a little bit. Um, so interestingly enough, you know, with this BlizzCon came around, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I had, I had promised my kids, I'm like, yeah, guys, you know, we'll go for a couple hours and I'll take them to go see weird Al. you know, they get a big kick out of weird Al. Sure. I'm like, how rad, you know, I'll go to a concert with these rugrats and, yeah. uh, maybe I'll wear a mask. Maybe I'll, you know, just go incognito <laughs> and blizzard was cool enough to front me some passes. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were going to go do that because, because my kids now 13 and eight are, just total blizzard gamers. I oh, mean, they're they, in, they, yeah, they're they in it to slap. win it now for sure. I mean, they are merciless killers in overwatch. I can't even believe how badass they are. Yeah. Um, and you know, we, we, we group up and you know, we, we play wow, you know, together and it's just awesome. And so this BlizzCon was kind of the first BlizzCon where they're like less going as my kids and getting a kick out of what dad does. And this was like, dad, like we don't, you know, this is our show. Right. I want to go see what's going on with wow. I want to go see, you know, Sombra, mm-hmm. um, they might've had some inside information, <laughs> um, you know, so, you know, it, it was, it was their BlizzCon this year and, and, uh, and I thought I was all good. And then the week it came up was about a week before and I started wigging out again. You know, my, the, the panic came back mm-hmm. and I'm waking up, you know, in a cold sweat at night and I just go, Holy shit. I thought I was, you know, getting over this. And, um, I guess I wasn't ready, you know, so I had to tell that I felt so guilty. I had to tell them like, guys, I don't, I, I, I can't go. Yeah, yeah. I can't take it. So I, you know, so luckily their, their uncle took them to see weird Al, but it was just the weirdest turn, you know, just, um, cause if you know what, what panic and anxiety is like panic is kind of, you know, it's like the fear of fear. Mm-hmm. And I got into a mode, you know, I'm doing much better, you know, but towards the front of the year, it's like, you know, when things would trigger me or, you know, I hate that word, things would come up <laughs> and it's like my my brain would just start spiraling sure. on, on the 2000 things that could possibly go wrong in, in ways that I, how would I get out of this situation? How, how can I handle this? 
Um, you're cat- catastrophizing I, I, like I do sometimes. Catastrophizing, yeah. absolutely. Just this Death Star on the horizon that yeah. never goes away, and you know, you it's 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 hard to de-escalate or it's hard to stop that chain reaction once it begins when this becomes part of your you know chemical makeup and of course associated with the fear and the cuckoo thinking you know my body starts wigging out you know my breathing goes weird oh great my lungs are going to stop or oh great this oh here it is you know mm-hmm. uh here's here's the here's the stroke yep and, why is my you know, why is my like, left arm going numb why is my yeah, knee here's, hurt here's my like, arm going yeah. numb right on yeah. right on cue and and trying to convince your body that no, you're not going to die it's going to be okay yeah. you know it sounds stupid to say out loud in the light of day but like i, I tell you um you know i thought i was near death a number of times you know it turns out i wasn't um but convincing my body of that is a whole nother thing because sure. now you know um you know something could happen you know anything can happen and it's like my body, you know, my brain is fine. You know, I'm not worried about anything, but you know, something could happen and my heart rate goes up and my body assumes yeah. it just goes into this fight or flight mode. So it's like, you know, it's, it's going to take me a while to kind of rebuild my system. And, um, there are people hearing this, by the way, that are really going to benefit from this. Um, not, oh. not just because, you know, they're dealing with it too. And oh, it's nice to hear this, but what they're hearing here is somebody who, the perception is because perception and reality are always so different and yeah, you know, you never know what somebody's really going through or what they're not going through. And we make a lot of assumptions about people, especially in, in a public place. And, and to a lot of people who may hear this interview, they come from a place where they recognize Chris Metzen by name and by face and by, by uh, his work and that sort of thing. And I know, cause I've heard from many of them that there are a lot of people who deal with this, who are afraid to even talk about it, to bring it up yeah. or to even you know, yeah. see a doctor about it or anything, and they're hearing one of their heroes confront it. That's that's matters, dude. That's a big deal, I think. Well, uh, oh, oh, hopefully, you know, it's it's before this started to happen in me. Um, you know, I had people close to me that ha- had had you know an- anxiety disorder, you know, panic, you know, concurrent, you know, regular mm-hmm. occurring panic attacks, and um, people very close to me. And you know, I always tried to help them through or whatever. But at some level. I just didn't understand. How could I, you know, really understand um, the the terror um, and the and the and almost the hopelessness of like, oh my God, is this what my life is now? Mm-hmm. Will this ever change? Yeah, um, that's a that's will a I bad live feeling. out all my years, you know, in having to wrestle, you know, this fear or 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 my body going hard left on me, you know. Right. Um, I, I couldn't possibly have understood it. And now I think I have such a different sensitivity, you know, and, and I had to go out on, honestly, on, on another front too, I had to, you know, um, I, I, I'm taking a little bit of medication, you know, like Zoloft or whatever the hell it is. Um, it's a pretty low amount. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could not have, I think I had developed such a gnarly fear of medication, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, this, this is so well, like, you know, Medication? Are you kidding? I can't go on medication. <laughs> that'll that'll strip me of my superpowers, and I won't be able to be creative or focused or anything. Um, you know, because I've just heard horror stories about people, you know, trying different types of medication and it whacking your brain out. And and I'm my system's so sensitive. I'm like, I don't know what dope's gonna do to me. You know, right. and um, dope meaning right? No, no, I just totally understand. Been, not, been in this very conversation, by the way. Right. So this is all and, ringing a real bell for me. And so it was, it was crazy. And and so on the other side of it all, yeah. and I'm I'm doing way better. I'm ha- happy as a clam. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
you know, I, I just think I have such a different sensitivity and appreciation for what people go through. Um, and because we're all, and, and it's funny, you know, you, you, let's say you go out and you buy a red car mm -hmm. and then suddenly you're so aware of all the red cars on the highway <laughs> yeah. that you yeah. never really processed before. Yeah. In a way, the, the more I talk to people and allow myself to just be honest about what my experience has been and not try and be over, <laughs> paint a very macho picture that I got it all together and, mm -hmm. you know, um, I don't. Mm -hmm. Um, but the more I let myself just communicate with people, the more I hear it's, it's not all that uncommon. And I had no idea right. that so many people deal with stuff just like what I'm dealing with. Um, and we all get and, real good at putting up the, the yeah. wall and letting, yeah. and making it look like it's not yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, and that's too, why I've always been so sensitive about the, you know, the public face of, I don't know, that, that blizzard guy, right. That, the, mm -hmm. the guy on stage and being so aware of like, um, I, I, I want you to know I, I was not ungenuine in those moments. That's, that's me too, for mm -hmm. sure. Sure. Um, but just that perspective of, of the, the version of ourselves we put out, um, I, it's so important to have integrity, you know, between, you know, the, the kind of most private parts of yourself and the, and your public facing, um, you know, I had always hoped that people who observed me like at a BlizzCon, for instance, and knew me personally, could see that like, no, that's him too. Mm -hmm. That's, that is, that is truly that guy, you know? Well, you had told can't me, get, you can't get him to shut up. You, but that's, <laughs> that guy too, you know, you had told me something, I think it was 2014, maybe it was 2013 at BlizzCon. You had made a comment to me that I never forgot. And forgive me if this is something you don't even remember saying, but I, but it stuck with me. You had uh, leaned over and whispered to me as much as you can whisper in the Hilton. It's so loud in there. Um, but you had leaned over and you had said, you see all this? He said, none of this is real. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. What does he mean? Does he mean just the artifice of it all? Parties are just big social fake outs where everyone's trying to impress everybody else. Like I was, I was trying to find meaning in it. Right. And I think what I eventually came away with was this kind of concept you're talking about, the integrity of, of the private and the, and the public, um, you know, somebody it wants blurs. to, yeah, it, it does blur it, and it, it tends it to blurs. Because the trick is, in, 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 I'll just say it, after all these years, especially <laughs> the Hilton lobby. Yeah. How do I say it? It's, it's full of many different types of people. Mm -hmm. um, from the core of the core, you know, that like the you know, gamers that are truly just there for their, their friends and the game and the, you know, and the, the, the sheer love of it all. And then all the way up to people who heard that the event's going on and it's a you know, very exciting place to be and are there, you know, either just to party or just to, you know, um, hangers on, man. I don't know, you know, just uh, totally, uh, totally get it. Yeah. Uh, another group of people. And, and as that weekend goes on, you know, and, and certainly as, as, uh, as the booze starts flowing, you know, that line can blur, um, you know, it's just people, you know, it's just people. And so sure. I think in that moment where I was talking to you, um, you know, I, I think in that moment, I had just talked to a few folks who clearly were not just fans, you know, <laughs> right. you know, um, who struck me as almost more like, Hey buddy, wall street types who happened to be there because it was, that was the cool spot to be, you sure, know, sure. um, you know, but the, the thing that is always consistently real is, is, is when you meet, you know, the real players, you know, and, and 
you know, it's just, there's just this spark of love, you sure, know, and sure. There's um, something special about it. I mean, actually, a real connection, you knowing, know? knowing what you were going through in say mid 2015 or so, and knowing that you still came out and hung out with us at, uh, nerdtacular last year, or I guess, yeah, in 2015. Um, boy, I really appreciate that now. Given- oh, it's super fun. Scott, what you don't know is that, um, I actually played hooky, um, a couple times that, that one, I think it was a Saturday. Yeah. Um, you know, and there weren't a lot of people there, so it was very, it was very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a couple times where, you know, uh, you know, it's starting to build, and so I, I went back to my room a couple times mm-hmm. and just kind of chilled out for forty minutes, mm-hmm. um, and got it together, and then came back down. You know, I actually needed to take a couple um, breaks, sure. and that really wasn't all that many people, if that gives you an in- indication. And even at that time, I didn't realize what was going on with me. You know, I didn't know that I was having, um, I didn't know that it was called anxiety or panic attacks or whatever. Yeah. At that time, you were sort of um, in the so, midst of it all, and yeah, you know, I yeah. was convinced that everything. And, and you're right. There's only like 700 people come to to Nerdtacular because that's all we can handle in the ballroom, yeah. and so it's a it's this nice concise group. But I always yeah. wondered what must it be like when it's 30,000 and they're everywhere, always. It could be a little. It's it could be a little scary, even yeah. you know. I mean, there's times that last one, the Overwatch one. It's like the fear in me, uh, like uh, some of it's like fear of public, it had been growing, you know, fear of public spaces, fear of being in front of people, fear of, um, I even, you know, my weirdest moments, I was worried about like, how, how good is security? Mm-hmm. I'm standing up there. What if, you know, what if, you know, you're exposed up there, right? Well, I mean, you know, the and, and this is totally irrational, right? But you right. know, what if, you know, what if someone's really angry that we nerfed their shaman and, um, you know. <laughs> Um, and as and as crazy as that sounds, like that's the kind of stuff that would occur to me. You know, it's it always just, shaman, it, though. It's always them. It's always the shaman. It's always the shaman, you know. But, um, you but know, no, I totally I, understand. This if is I get part shot, of it. Yeah. would this be a stupid place to get shot, you know, or a perfect place to get shot, you know? Sure. And I would just think about it's like it's like that's not me. It was just this weird fear thing that that started coming up. So does it anyway, not, does it sometimes feel to you? I mean, not to belabor it, but does it sometimes feel to you like it's a different dude making all these claims in your head? Like that's how it feels to me. Like there's someone barking out irrational things. And I have yeah. no choice but to go, what are you talking about? Like, it's, yeah. it's like there's two consciousnesses and one of them is smart and chill and understands how irrational the other guy's being, but it doesn't matter. That guy's loud and you can't shut totally. him up. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you feel like you know, a cuckoo bird, you know, a, a very, a very wise person who was very close to me once said, you are not the voices in your head. Mm. Yeah. We all have kooky voices in our head and this, you know, this and that and the other, and you know, things that flash and things that we think about a lot, you know, and ultimately they're just, it's, it's data. It's just signals, right? Sure. You are the choices you make, you know, right. you are the driver. Right. Um, so, you know, I think about that often. I don't, I don't have crazy, you know, I, I don't think I have super crazy voices, but, um, strange instincts sometimes, fearful <laughs> instincts sometimes. And that's what I got to work on. So yeah. when it, when it came around to, you know, um, I think it was around last April, um, you know, I finally had, you know, a series of really big, breakdowns you know like really like i i feel like the thing that really put it over the top and this can't be right but this is how i remember it it was almost like a like four or five days mm. of of consistent um panic oh, there's nothing worse um, not just anxiety i mean like 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 my nervous system was shot you know yeah. shaking and um the sweats i, th- I want to say it was something like four or five days and my wife was just like dude you know yeah 
it, you know, this is not normal. You're not just going to tough this out. You're not just going to walk this off. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to go get help. And, you know, that, and that's the point when, you know, the, you know, do, you know, doctor's like, yeah, dude, you, you know, this is what's going on with you and this is how you deal with it. And that forced me to, um, you know, rethink a lot about my life. And, and one of the bigger ones was, you know, work was blizzard after all these years and all these, you know, all these projects I had in the pipe. Um, it was excruciating. So here's the flip. Here's the weirder one. Mm. Looking back now, um, I think it's true that a lot of what happened to me, you know, this physical breakdown or mental, if you will, nervous breakdown, whatever. Sure. A lot of it was the stress I was carrying um, and, and how I'm wired, you know, I, I, I carry a lot of stress because I burn a lot of calories, mm. um, in my work day, you know, so it's sure. kind of in a weird way, way I'm constantly refueling myself on the fly mm-hmm. with interacting with people and new ideas. Okay. You know, but it, so it's a, it's a two edged sword. Mm. Certainly a lot of the breakdown was caused by the stress that was building. Um, but I think the, the greater part of it was, I think way deep down in my soul, I knew I wanted to be done. Um, but I didn't know how to accept it. Mm. And so the panic that this turn in my body was my body telling me, knock it off. You've got to stop. It's almost like I would never have let go of blizzard or that identity or what I thought was my obligation to all those people. I would never in my own power have been able to let it go i had to be struck by lightning Mm. i literally had to be struck by lightning so hard that my hands would just reflexively open yeah and that's what happened you know maybe this this turn um in my life in my body was perhaps it was the miracle i needed you know perhaps it was a blessing Mm. um although i have to deal with it now and you know um you know, make a few changes in life and adjust my expectations on myself and what I engage in. Um, it was the only way for me to break the pattern that I had become trapped in. Uh, you know, that cycle of of performance, expectation, validation, performance. Looking back uh, on it, does it? Can you see it in its increments? Can you see it as like, uh, oh yeah, if you look at the first five years awesome rock and roll let's go next five years you could feel there was a little bit of stacking on there after a while stacked a little more like is it possible to see that in retrospect or did it just kind of seem like it came out with with like perfect hindsight Mm. and also the changes in life you know in those phases um that you know apart from the you know the career uh you know getting married having children um you know um you know divorce single dad getting married again you know it's like i can see um you know this total arc of myself and my own self expectations in each of those phases um and how that that adjusted me um and how i you know that the the you know the plates you spin you keep all these plates spinning in the air all at once and these things you know my self expectations um were very high you know um I, i just was desperate to do a good job i think in all of these vectors it wasn't just career you know i was trying to be super dad and a, and a model husband and a good son and all these, all these things, which in and of themselves are wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but my trap was I couldn't feel safe in my own skin yeah. and just love myself. 
unless I felt that I was doing well for all the people around me. Mm-hmm. And that's a terrifying trap, right? Because at the end of the day, we're, we're just human and we're just people. And sure, you do the best you can. And we screw up and... Well, plus uh, I, I just feel like there's time. a I feel like there's an exponential problem happening here where you you that that's true for many many people, but you had one grow from a small ragtag group of of gamers and developers <laughs> yeah. into a many thousands multi country right. international company of people who are now having that same sort of you're having the same sense you, they're counting on you and yeah. you've got family and you've got those commitments and. I can see how that would feel like a snowball. Like it just, yeah. that's too much at some point. It for became, un, I guess it became unsustainable and my body let me know. Mm-hmm. And so the past, you know, six months or so since April, um, certainly the last number of months that I've been out of work, um, I've had that time to just take an audit of my life and my heart and what is really, really important to me. Um, I actually had, a moment, um, this is back in, uh, this is a number of months ago, right before I made the decision to um, retire. Mm-hmm. And it was tearing me apart. You know, I, I just didn't know how to, how to pull the trigger. I was so afraid on both, one, of stroking out if I kept working, and two, um, who would I possibly be if I laid down this identity, if I laid down these responsibilities? Um, I was petrified that my glass house of performance and making everybody feel real good would just collapse. And I guess the terror of these were not actual thoughts in my head, but this is what was going on. Mm-hmm. It was just the, the existential terror of what, what is on the other side? Who am I on the other side? Right. And can I love myself? Is there, you know, is there, is there a cool dude there to love, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in my backyard um, wigging out because I couldn't be in the house. I couldn't sit on the couch. I couldn't have the TV on, couldn't be around the kid. I just, I was just out of my skin. Yeah. And, uh, I was talking to a, a good friend of mine, a mentor of mine. And he finally said, he's like, I, I know you dude, you know, you're going to try and pound back in there Monday morning, you know, and do right by everybody. And I, you're going to stroke out. I went, ah, oh, God. <laughs> and he, he said, he said, um, you don't owe anybody mm. your health, you know, but your family, you know, you don't owe anybody anything, you know, Blizzard's a bunch of the, the, the greatest, smartest, you know, professional craftsmen ever. They're all big kids. They will be fine. What, you know, you know, you're not failing anybody, right? You're just at the end of your rope here. You know, you're not failing them. Mm-hmm. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. He's like, cause nothing's worth your health. You know, your, your family needs you in truth, you know, you, you know, your kids, your wife, you know? Sure. And it just, it's like, it's almost like I needed, this is going to sound crazy, you know? <laughs> well, it always crazy. It's fine. It's almost like I needed an adult man to give me permission mm. to let go. I to totally get this. Yep. Set down my broadsword, mm. you know, and just, you know, someone, you know, to, you know, pat me on the shoulder and say, you done good kid. It's okay to rest. Um, it just, it never rest. It, it never occurred to me, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and, and then I had a subsequent discussion with my daughter, you know, who was 13 and I had been, you know, dealing with anxiety and wigging out for, I don't know, a couple months at that point. And I was trying to keep, soldier up and keep it, you know, hide it from them. And, um, my daughter, you know, we have people close in our family that have had, you know, have anxiety and I sat down with her. I'm like, honey, you know, you've probably got a sense now, you know, that you know, dad's wigging out a little bit. 
Um, I think it has to do with work and things. I'm working some stuff out. She's like, dad, come on, man. You know, so you have anxiety, you know, I see it every day. Um, and she's like, when do you, when do you get to rest? I was almost the same words. You know, when do you get to, she actually, she said, when do you get to win? Oh, wow. And by that, it doesn't mean, you know, win over other people at all. She just meant like, when do you get to step back and just enjoy what you've done and make your life for you? You know, it's pretty wise. And it was like the out of, wise out of words, the mouth of babes, right? Yeah, wise words. And it was it was between those two conversations, <laughs> and, and a lot of prayer and a lot of time just thinking through things and 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 oh man, just constant prayer. It's, I finally kind of got that just peace in my body of just like it's okay to let go. Mm. Blizzard's gonna be fine. Mm. I'm gonna be fine. And in the in the intervening months, you know, after that letter went out in September, it's like just so impossibly confirmed, you know, I'm, I'm probably as peaceful and thoughtful, um, and serene as I have ever been in my life, mm. um, ever been in my life. Um, just, uh, nothing to prove, nothing to do, um, nothing to be in service of except, you know, for my immediate family. Um, and, you know, just being home and taking them to school and picking them up and making peanut butter sandwiches and working with homework and just being home with the baby all day, every day, you know, just, just, you know, you know, <laughs> feedings and naps and just laughing with her, you know, it's just been such a joyful, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to collate it all. You know, just being home with Kat, you know, who's so in love, you know, with the baby. Just so, she's also, I think, in just the most peaceful, serene phase of her life, and just just it, enjoying each other and um, enjoying this time. I, I didn't know how desperately I I wanted it and and longed for it um, because I've never seen it before. I've mm-hmm. never seen anyone have it before, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so, you know, it's a miracle that. Um, I get to do this, you know, if you know, at least, you know, for a, a number of years, you know, just not, not have to go into an office. And, um, I'm, I'm so aware of that, you know, how, 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 how blessed we are to be able to have this time with each other. So I know it's only been a few months, but do you, do you miss it? Do you ever think, um, oh man, here's a day where as much as I am loving this boy, I sure wish I was w- sure. working on this. I mean, does that ever, does that ever sure. happen? Um, uh, n- I get asked that a lot. Um, the, the only thing I miss, um, I miss, I miss my friends, you know, I miss, um, and I miss <clears throat> if I can make a distinction between how would I put it? There's the action in your day as a creative leader. Mm-hmm. What is the action? The action is interacting with people you love to jam with on fun ideas that turn you on. Mm-hmm. And then there's the you know, then there's the part of it of, of having to build it, account for it, account for all these people, um, you know, the, the politics and, and, you know, the maneuverings that it takes to get things built, mm-hmm. um, being the boss, the pressure of, of having people's you know, lives and careers in your hands. And um, if those two things are very different, I miss parts of sure. the action. I miss I miss I miss talking with my friends over geeky ideas the part of that that's building games and telling stories and and building things of particular shape i really don't miss that you know Mm -hmm. um, oh man i wish i was building a world right now or oh man i need to get started on the great american novel i don't feel 
any of it. I'm so happy to do nothing. You know, I've got my hobbies and things and um, I stay creative in a way. Um, But the impulse to want to create something for consumption um, or express myself through ideas um, that someone else would see. um, I think that's a space where my tanks had run very empty. Um, And, you know, it's only life and experience that fill your tanks up again. Right. Right. It's not actually watching Star Wars again or reading, you know, <laughs> X-Men 200 again that fills your tanks back up creatively. Those are fun endeavors. Right. Clearly. But it's I I think it's it's normal life that fills an artist's tanks up again. It's it's relationships, it's uh honey, will you go, you know, to the market and grab milk and the funny thing you see on the way going over there. It's it's not necessarily creative geeky idea stuff that fills your, your, your fuel tanks back up. It's just living. Um, and so that's what I'm doing, you know? And, um, like I said in that letter, you know, I, I don't think I've ever been happier and I don't think life has ever been simpler. And I don't think I I'm confident. I have never been as, as much as, you know, I have to worry about this anxiety from time to time. Um, in a way I've never felt more secure in my own skin. Yeah, comfortable in my own skin. Um, it's going to be tough for some people to see which thing they're more jealous is the wrong word, but I'll use it more jealous of here. Either the the massive cultural impact and footprint you left at Blizzard, um, even up to the final minute, and with the success they're having this year, um, all that stuff has your name on it. That's something to be jealous of, or if they're going to be more jealous of this awesome serene moment you're having now and i think if i'm to pick i think i really like the sound of where you're at now i i, I mean I, all i can tell you is from today what do i know but what i do know and what i've had to really put my hands around is that in life you know i guess everyone has that you know everyone has their own thing but for me for my story um family is everything mm-hmm. you know family if you're gonna put your security in something you know it's it's how how loved are you? You know, um, it's the only real and how, investment. And how much off, and how yeah. much love do you give out? You sure. know, it's, it's it's a loop, you know. Sure. Um, and that's what I want to be about. Um, you know, I may have work in the years to come. Um, I I I struggle imagining that I'll ever join a corporation again. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any part of me that would want to be a corporate officer again. Um. I do think that I'll want to tell stories again, though in a far more, you know, maybe you know, quiet or limited capacity. Um, you know, everyone says, dude, you're going to get restless. You're going to want to get back in the action. Like, you know what? I don't know. But, but I will want to relate and engage. I will want the art to come back. Um, but I think I have a lot of journeying to do to kind of reconnect with why I wanted to be an artist in the first place. What compelled me as a, as a kid to sit in my room. Mm-hmm. all the time, all of my waking hours, drawing and writing and drawing again. And, um, and I had never had any expectation that anyone would ever see any of it mm-hmm. and really no one other than, you know, Sammy's, you know, was it the sons of the storm website where I have a bunch of my old, you know, personal drawings up there. No one would ever have seen any of it. And I had no expectation that they would. I did it because it was my joy. You know, it, it just, I was, you know, crafting things for myself, you know, and just to, to, 
exercise my mind, you know, and when I saw your art on the wall at the charity auction at BlizzCon this year, I sent you a photo even of it because it was cracking me up. And I thought to myself, so there's this shot, there's this old drawing you did of Jim Rayner on his, uh, on his vulture kind of standing there looking like a badass. And, uh, they had it there for auction. And then they also had next to it a more modern up, I think probably 2010 era. Way Wang's painting. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Freaking geez Louise. Yeah, so who, cool. who wants their who wants their <laughs> 1993 drawing right next to Wei Wei's painting? Ugh. That was great. But here's what I thought. I saw that and I went, "There is a there's something there." I saw some of your Diablo stuff as well, and I just thought, "I wonder if he's drawing again." Are you drawing again? Is that a, a uh, place you can escape? Not yet. Mm. Um, but I think I think that that would be really fun. It's yeah. it's like I have to rewire myself to. Once I started doing all this stuff for work, and this is maybe you know 15 years ago, it, it became less um, meditative and kind of cathartic for me, which I think was the draw in the first place of just being creative. Um, and it became a little more about work. And suddenly I'm surrounded by all these guys that draw and paint you know, infinitely better than I ever could. Mm-hmm. And so I think the calculus changed a little bit. I didn't enjoy it quite as much. Um, and I found other ways to communicate the ideas I wanted to communicate. You know, drawing really was just the crudest way I could find of communicating a cool geeky idea as my voice grew, you know, I was able to translate that into, you know, writing. Um, I don't know that I was a much better writer than I was an artist. Um, and then what really happened in the, in the, you know, the, the second half of my career at Blizzard was, um, beyond just drawing and writing Mm -hmm. or even designing to a limited capacity, it was kind of being that you know the creative director thing, which is a little more like a a a, a, a conductor. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you were know, the I, you were I the got, lower, I, you were I, the lower Walker Cho of of the company at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, in a way, you know, it was it was, it was uh, this totally different kind of craftsmanship. Where and again, this this schizophrenics thing of, of of I'm not turning anything out literally from my hands. I am neither directly drawing or writing. Uh, the lion's share of things right. anymore, but I'm I'm deeply working with all the special teams that do and and conjuring something, you know, um, I don't know, you know, much greater out of the parts. Sure, uh, you went from you weird, went from soldier to general, basically. I guess you know, and I found that I really enjoyed that most because suddenly these ideas aren't just in my head, and I'm trying to express them through you know either. Uh, onto a word document or a piece of paper, mm-hmm. suddenly these ideas are living immediately in the minds of all these people and being shaped, you know, the, the craftsmanship part of art is such a personal process, sure. you know, you know, crafting an image or a, or a, I don't know, a, a poem, you know, or a song. Um, and it's, and it's you and your instrument or whatever you're doing. And, and, and it's such a singular outpouring where what I, I began, I, I often refer to game dev, um, the, the best analogy I can think of is, you know, it's a band. Um, with multiple instruments and minds and hearts and instincts. And um, the music is something you really, that is just beyond any single point of contribution. And I really fell in love with that as, as my primary point of craftsmanship. Um, um, I really enjoyed building big ideas with all these people in the mix um, and contributing to it. And, oh, oh, I love that idea. Let's put that in here. And, you know, almost like um, just a, I don't have an analogy for it now, but I, I wound up enjoying the process of creating corporately. And by corporately, I don't mean, you mean uh, you know, cooperatively, co- co- cooperatively. Sure. 
is what I mean. I, th- I think I got so much more out of that than any particular expression that could have come out of my head or my hands. No, it's nothing like an amazing collaboration. It's just, yeah. it's an incredible thing. Speaking of which, I mean, I know a lot of people out there listening to us right now hope that your comic foray into the Transformers comics briefly, a, a collaboration with the artist that we all really enjoyed, they all hope that's not the last one. And <laughs> I, I keep telling people, if I were Chris, I wouldn't, you know, I'd just be enjoying, you know, not having to be committed to anything. But like you said, you know, the future may hold who knows what. Yeah. And and yeah. it'll be on your terms and and you know kind of what you have the immediate passion for and and that's you know that's exciting just to know that that's a possibility even if it never transpires even if you decide nah I'm good there's still something about you know knowing you could fire if you need to yeah I could I could definitely see you know little projects like that um, I I really enjoyed working on Transformers and it was just so un. You know, I didn't have any expectations that people had to love it or there's, you know, millions of people waiting for this thing to be great. Like it, it was just such a personal, fun love letter to Transformers. It was fun to build. It was fun to work with Levio and Flint. Um, yeah, maybe I have a few of those and, you know, over the next couple of years, you know, maybe, um, one of the funnest things was, um, cause I've, I've got, you know, stories from when I was a kid that I've, 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 you know, picked at over over the years i have giant notebooks full of worlds and ideas you know that have that have had since i was young mm-hmm. and um you know but i'm not you know i i don't hold myself as a writer in super high esteem um i'm 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 cool for video games but you know as a novelist or whatever and i, I remember the day i i released that letter Christy Golden had posted on Facebook. She's going, oh, I can't believe, you know, can't, can't believe you're going out, Chris, but if you ever get bored and I went, Oh yeah. You know, so, <laughs> you know, maybe, you know, it's the time is not, it's not this year, maybe not next year, but hopefully, you know, one day um, I can talk Christy into having some adventures. I, I got worlds. I got worlds well, in my pocket. She looks at you. Um, I know she, I've just from you know, talking to her before, she has huge, huge respect for the origin of a lot of the stuff that she now gets to write about. And yeah. I, I bet that's a thing that could absolutely happen if you both found yourselves with the opportunity. Maybe, you know, I'd, I'd love collaborating with Christy. She's, she's just awesome. She is the real deal. Um, I, I think our, our instincts on things are very simpatico. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, you know, maybe there's, there's, you know, there's projects in the future. We'll see. Um, but kind of, like I said, it's like, I know that I need to, it's like this creative performance thing, like I was saying about the the role at Blizzard. It kind of become this trap, um, and I know that I need to just heal and chill and not try to leap back into the creative arena before I know, before I trust myself to do so. Yeah. Why am I doing this? If yeah. the answer is only because it brings me joy, then it's time to do it. Right. If it's for any other reason, like I want to keep my swords sharp or I want to, um, I don't want to be forgotten or I want to prove that I still have some chops or prove that I have any kind of chops outside of the geniuses at Blizzard. You know, Mm. um, if it's for any of those reasons, um, it's, it's, uh, it would be a mistake to do it. Mm. Um, so I think, I think that's just part of this phase I'm in. It's just this healing phase you know chill out in the back to tank and take her easy and you know don't try and fire you know any unnecessary missiles um <laughs> so i'm kind of curious about myself too you know everyone says oh dude you're gonna get restless and you're gonna you can't you can't leave the action that long i'm boy it's scary how surprised i am at how 
in a way, after all the fireworks had gone off and after all the fear, um, it was actually terrifyingly simple to lay it all down mm. um, as I sit, you know, with this with this baby, you know, every day next to my wife, you know, and it's it's suddenly it all gets very real and very simple mm-hmm. and just uh, I, that's where my happy is. You Com- know, comes into um, focus, man. And, and you comes with focus. Yeah. And you're in a place where uh, I don't know. I, I, it's it's a play, like you said earlier, you're, you you feel lucky to be there. I think you are lucky to be there. I think it was, um, uh, oh, it's a gift. but you never did the thing I will say, and I'm not just trying to butter you up and we're friends and I have, you know, I could shower you with compliments, but now that we're friends, I'm just going to say something that I think is true regardless of whether it's a compliment or not, but it's sure there was some luck. Yeah. You were a young 19 year old. Yeah. It happened to be blizzard. Yeah. 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 All the way down to cat and the baby and everything else. But you never squandered that stuff. Mm. And I think this is just a, this just is another stage where you're not squandering it. You, you maybe had to, your, 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 your body and ecosystem maybe had to push you this direction. Mm-hmm. But once it did, you said, Oh, all right, well, I'm not going to take this for granted either. Right. And that's, there's something well, there I, to be. It, you know. I, I appreciate that dude. You know, it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm wired in a weird way that like, I will, I will agonize over the right thing. What is the right thing in mm-hmm. this moment, you know, for, for, um, you know, for, for, you know, every, everyone that it affects and, and then me, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and is it also what I want? You know, that's a secondary thing, but I, I will agonize over making big decisions and, and look at it from every angle that I can. Um, mm-hmm. but once I resolve to do the thing, I'm a Sherman tank. I, I, I absolutely, just embrace it and go with all of my, you know, power and passion and, you know, and, and focus, um, uh, you know, and, and rarely have regrets that way. Um, you know, I, I have regrets in my life and most often there, I wish I could have been better to people in certain instances, mm-hmm. wish I had been more loving. I wish I had more wherewithal in moments where I've been hurt to have been more loving and more forgiving. Um, but I don't really have any regrets about big decisions, mm. um, you know, because I think because um, you I agonized the hell over out them. of them so much in advance, <laughs> the, and and I get a lot. You know, I, I look to you know the, the the few mentors I've had in my life. You know, I look to people that I trust and um, to get you know um, is is this look reasonable? Is this look responsible? Mm. You know, um, and I've been fortunate to be surrounded by people that have kept me on the rails all these years and love me and are wise. Sure. Um, um, you know, it's good to get, it's good to get advice. It's good to check in with people you trust. You know, we weren't meant to move mighty mountains on our own, you know, that is true. I I feel like, um, as we kind of round this down, I I feel like your attention to big ideas, the broader picture, the bigger perspective, the larger vision of the Valley and not getting too hung up on the pebble in front of me sort of attitude is probably what brought, um, brought us and this interview together in in a lot of ways i think we share that outlook i uh, mm-hmm. people listening right now will know that i tend to lean into big ideas philosophical out there's i'm less interested in the immediate nitty-gritty and more about well what does this mean for the industry right. what does this mean for people why do we like to blow each other up in a video game but we would never <laughs> do that in real life like those kinds of things are interesting to me totally feel like you 
think in similar ways and it's uh it's something i'm i'm real grateful for so uh so thank you dude, for that it means dude, a lot. if i if i lived in your neighborhood i think i think we would have blown the neighborhood up already <laughs> i think with some just crazy barbecues every other day oh yeah I, th- I think I think that your state would not contain the shenanigans that we would get into if we lived close, close by. Yeah, I agree with it's that. It's a fest. Yeah, we'd have uh, you know the D and D'd be off the hook. We'd have oh uh, I'd be I'd be painting more hammer figures for heaven's sakes. Like, <laughs> it would never it would never stop. Um, and we're all you know we're both in a place right now. We're families, everything, and yeah. and we got to just do what we do to get by to make that the best thing we do. And I don't know. It's it's been a it's been a nice ride for me. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, you sad that. Chris isn't at, at Blizzard anymore and you're not going to have that, you know, that opportunity to talk about the hot new thing or those occasional interviews or whatever. And I said, Oh, I don't, I don't know that that's the, the impetus for this. And um, so I'm really glad you took the time to do this, man. It's, it's, um it's important. And you know, our, our fans, some may, some may have tuned into this going, Oh, cool. We get to find out why Thrall is green and, we're you know who's after sombra you're right who's you know? who's after sombra what, what, tell us more about that arg and who's the next character to come out and we're not right we i never intended for that to be this today um in fact a lot of this is just hey let's see what what happens and i think this, yeah and the stuff you talked about um like i say i think that's going to matter to a lot of people who hear this and are trying to kind of find their way in lots of ways maybe in uh, different forks in their own lives and yeah, trying to decide yeah. to go left or right. And I think this stuff is good for people. And at the end of the day, you know, if we're not doing some good, then what are we doing? So um, I really, I really appreciate you doing that. Well, uh, it, thanks for letting me ramble, um, you know, um, all this time. If, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, if I've learned anything, it's, it's the, the more often we're able to, kind of be vulnerable with each other and just talk about what's going on in our lives and not just try and hone the perfectly sculpted, you know, social media image of ourselves. That's where we learn and that's where the engagement comes. And that's, you know, I don't know, ultimately what really connects us to each other um, as people. Um, And I look back and realize that I wasn't doing that enough. I was trying to shoulder things too much on my own and um, in this phase of my life, I'm much more, you know, um, aware that, you know, I need people and I need to be honest with people mm. and in turn, they're honest with me. And it's a, it's a truer, more real look at life. Yeah. It's pretty refreshing. Well, um, all the best in everything you've got going, uh, the family, of course, uh, I know there's a lot of love from our community in your direction. Um, I hope you can feel that and I love them too. Yeah. It means a lot. Yeah. And I really appreciate you doing this with me, man. This is a, uh, it's been a real pleasure for me and we, you know, we'll, we'll hook up again down the road. Everybody. I, 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 I wanted to say, you know, we wound up getting fairly, um, you know, deep today, which is, which is killer dude, you know? Um, sure. But if you ever want to do another one of these and we just geek out for an hour and a half, <laughs> I'm totally hip. I happen to have a lot of time in my hands. So. All right. Well, I've got, so uh, I've got, you know, there's some, there's a little movie coming out this year called star Wars Rogue one. Uh, we uh, may, we may want to uh, bonk heads after and see what we thought, something like yes, that. Sir. Uh, so we'll definitely keep in touch. Um, but again, Chris Metz and everybody, thanks so much for your time. And um, let's do this again. All good. Thanks everybody. All my life I have lived by the sword. I've seen kingdoms burn and watched brave heroes die in vain. It's been difficult for me to trust. 
after losing so much. But from you, I have learned patience, tolerance, and faith. Take care of each other. Have a great BlizzCon! Guys, thanks for taking part in this interview. Really, really appreciate it. If you like the kinds of shows you hear on the Frog Pants Network uh, and you'd like to hear more, consider supporting it at patreon.com slash frogpants. That's patreon.com slash frogpants. Go to frogpants.com for more. See you next time.